Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Brian Kelly's joining us now here, live at Colts Camp. Report day, uh, camp number nine? Close, eight. Eight for eight. you? Yep. When you see 97 degrees on Friday, your thought is what? I did see that. It's just going to be tough, but that's training camp, you know. I was telling them on the way in, like from the time you're, you know, in the third grade to now, August is hot no matter where you go. So that's like, a great point. I'm thankful not to be at Anderson. I feel like there was not a hotter place in the country. <laughs> does, it, does it have a back to school? You know, Ryan, those of us who never played professional sports cannot relate to the thought of training camp. The only thing that we have to compare it to is that feeling when you're a kid the last couple of weeks of summer of like looking at the calendar like, oh. Is it have a you're, you're smirking almost like you know oh, yeah. where I'm going with that? Does it have the same type feeling? Yeah, a little bit. I think uh, I always like we always joke like once July Fourth hits, it's just all downhill from there. You know, like because you you think you've got like a great off season, a great summer, and then July Fourth hits, and you're like, in two weeks I'm gonna be in training camp. You know, but then you get here and it's like it's kind of the excitement of that first day of school. You know, where like you're seeing the guys again for the first time in a month and a half. Um, it's the it's the excitement for a new season, a new uh, coaching staff, everything. You know, and, and the eight years that I've been doing it in the, in the pros, it's like every year is so different. So uh, there is like that welcome back first kind of first day of school feeling, and it's awesome. I have a really dumb question. It would not shocking. <laughs> Do you guys get paid year round or just in season? Um, so your eighteen weeks gets spread out over um, double that. Okay. So before it was just once a week, and then once the season was over, you stopped. Yeah, I was going to say, because so there were there was a time, was there not, when at least you came here and you're like, oh, man, at least the direct deposits no, you, came back in. You do get paid during training camp, but uh, for like the season goes, uh, you used to get paid week one to the very end of the season, and then the, the hose is off. Now they just doubled it to kind of stretch out in March, help some guys out. Gotcha. I obviously want to talk some football questions, but I think, and you guys have been very public about this, you and your wife, Emma, um, and, and frankly having to go through hell from a parenting standpoint here in the last couple of years, and I look to 97 degrees on Friday and I think about you, I also think about your wife. Um, yeah. Fill us in. Yeah, yeah. Do with twins in what? When? Uh, sometime around the beginning of the season. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, so just kind of depends with twins. You just never know. But congrats! I, and I think I speak for yeah. everybody. I, um, you guys, again, been through absolute hell. And how's she doing? How's she feeling? I can't imagine being pregnant, let alone twins, yeah. let alone during the summer. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, just watching her go through like. You know, giving birth when, you know, your body is not supposed to the first time with our daughter, um, to burying her, to trying again, that process taking a long time. Like, at, at a point in the last season, like, I got down to, like, 285 pounds, which I hadn't been that since I was in high school. And I think it was just, like, the stress. And, like, that's the thing about football is, like, the world keeps going, right? And, like, you have to adjust and find a way to, like, push through. And it was it was tough. So I, I say all that because, like, my wife was the strongest person I've ever met. Like, you know. People always think, like, men are super tough, football players are big tough guys. Like, now, like, watching her go through that process and then now, like, her body being able to do what it does with twins is insane. Um, and so, like, I wouldn't be here – I wouldn't still be here if I was, it wasn't for her. Um, and she's just an incredible rock star of a wife and a, and a mom. But – They'll be here before we know it, and, and life will be life will be a lot different. You know. Sure. Well, so, good luck in you. that process. I, again, everybody obviously rooting for you there. Yeah. You just said down to two eighty five last year. Did that impact your play? I think there was a lot of things going on. Uh, I mean, I, I was I was battling through some a lot of mental stuff too. Like, it yeah. didn't, you know, it wasn't like I just finished the twenty one season and you know that was it. It was like a lot of carryover from 
grieving my my daughter and all the bunch of other stuff. And at the end of the day, like, you know, people don't really care. You know, that's what I've realized is like, you know, life keeps going on. You're still a football player. And um, I had, we had a really great support system of like players and stuff like that. Um, and after the last season, like I, I took a step back from like everything and I was like, like, I need to just take a break, you know? And then I came back into it and when Shane got hired, met him, met Tony and it was like that rebirth of like, yes, this is still what I want to do. I love this game. Like I'm not ready to be done. Um, like just cause the last like year and a half was such a blur of like ups and downs and so, so much low. And now after going through like April to June and with the guys and with Tony, like there was just I've never been like more excited for a season and like felt like we were gonna go do something great again. You know what I mean? How close were you to saying year seven was it? I don't know. I mean, probably not that serious. I think I was just in a really dark place um, with just all of the life stuff going on around me. I, I knew I wasn't ready to be done with football. I still loved it. It's just it's it was hard to get going every day. You know, when there's so many external factors playing in your life. And um, but once. Like I said, once Shane got like once the season was over and I was able to get away for like a week or two, I was like, no, like I'm not done playing. I still love this game. I've got a lot to do, a lot to prove to myself and other people. You know, mental health, Ryan, is such an important and yet enigmatic thing mm-hmm. for anybody, right? Yep. Not only how we handle it ourselves, but also how we handle it in other people and seeing it in other people. This organization has has made a pretty public stand about mental health and mental health awareness in the last couple of years. It's the only organization you played for, so I know you can't speak to what it would have been like elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But was that, I guess, some sort of a, a, a comfort to you, number one, and did it make it easier to kind of blend and be open about what you were going through within your job? Oh, yeah. I mean – I'm not naive to think that, like, I know people that went through similar situations for us who didn't play in the NFL, and those people were back to work, you know, within a couple of weeks. And, like, I can't imagine that. Like, they, granted, they didn't have to go do physical things on Sunday, but just the day-to-day, your your emotions, your energy is so zapped by what's going on in your brain. And the Colts were fantastic in that. Like, they never rushed me back. They said I could take as much time as I wanted. And I still think that they knew I wouldn't be right, but, like – the one thing that we've that my wife and I have realized is it took us a while to get to this point, but like authentic, like being open and helping people out and just speaking about it, like everybody's going through something, right? Like no one's got a perfect life, no one's going through, you know, a smooth transition to anything, um, but like being vulnerable to open and talk about it, um, like has helped us and it's helped some other people. And I think the Colts have done, like I said, they're the only people I know in organizations of the NFL that truly talk about it and care about it. You know, I think it's one thing to to promote it, do these things, but to actually be about it and for your players who, you know, it's a very cutthroat business and you have to make decisions at the end of this month, but they still care about you no matter where you go or if you're here or not. I think that that's an incredible um, test of who they are and, like, you know, truly caring. Have you had people that have come up to you, you know, at the grocery store, at the movie theater, whatever it might be, have you had people that have come up to you that have said, you know what, like, I never told anybody this, but I could relate. I've been there. Oh, yeah. We, we hosted a – a Mother's Day event last year. Um, at, it's, a lo- it's, it's a long story. I'll make it short. Um, for mothers who had just lost like babies, right? Mother's Day is very hard when you when you don't have sure. your kid to, to hold. So my wife did what she always does: amazing things for other people. And we're there, and it's like I'm looking around, like, I'm on, is any husbands or men going to like show up to this thing? And they did. And I could tell when they're kind of coming in, they're very apprehensive. To you know, they didn't know because man, we don't talk about these things sometimes, right? It's hard to hard to you know meet a random guy, but like. What are you going through? You know, but in that moment, like I, I would talk. I would just go up to the guys and just talk to them. Like you know, like 
tell me your story. Tell me your son. Tell me your, your daughter you lost. And to see like a physical weight being lifted off their shoulders in that moment um, was like – it made all of the suck that we've been through worth it, right? Because like, you know that that guy – is helping me. I'm helping him in the same way that like that's one connection. That guy might go to that to somebody else, right? And, like these people that are living with this like burden of fire in their heart and their soul, they go out there and they do that to somebody else. Makes the world a better place. So I mean, that, I've been very very fortunate to be able to do that. It's a credible torch you guys are carrying. Um, so kudos to you guys for that, and thank you from a community standpoint for for doing that. Again, Ryan Kelly is with us here. First round pick of the Colts back in 2016. He's going to snap to his 733rd different quarterback here coming up uh, tomorrow for his first training camp. You said the word miscommunication. I feel like quite often in the spring when asked about the O line issues from last season. You expand on that. What you what you mean by miscommunication? Communication as being kind of the the big 2022 issue. Yeah, I think that. I mean, I could sit here for hours and go into you know how guys were you know if there's a difference in pass sets as far as like the guard to the center, the center to the tackle. Like there was just a lot of external things that you know we never buttoned up as a group and as an offense. And um, you know, I think everybody everybody looks back on it and like, yeah, like you know we didn't have the season we wanted to, but then going back into the spring, Tony pulled up a bunch of clips from us throughout last year. And it was like, no, like you guys are doing really good stuff. Like you, if you watch these, like watch these clips, guys are just mauling people. Right. But then it's like, you know, we miss, we miss one thing here or like this, this call doesn't get communicated out or doesn't get communicated to the quarterback or that there's always, a, there was a breakdown of some kind of communication and that's what causes the bad problems. Um, and so, you know, try to leave it in the past. Right. Cause I think it's a new offense. It's a new system. There's new guys. Um, and we've done it before. We just have to, you know, get back into it. Last one for me. You're a smart dude. You get how the NFL operates. You've are you the NFL PA rep still uh, for the team? Well, I'm on the EC now, so I'm no longer the rep. Okay, yes. so you're even higher up uh, from an NFL PA standpoint. Was there ever a point January, February, you thought, man, I don't know if I'm going to be here in 2023? Like, I, when did you get that reassurance? Did you ever have that thought that you might not be here, given your contract, given your age, those sorts of things? I mean, I think as you get older, you always think about it, right? but um, no, I mean, like when I, when I talked to Shane and, you know, like I think I was one of Shane's first calls and Tony called me and talked about all the great things we were going to do. It was like, yeah, like this is, this is the same call I needed to hear when I was contemplating, you know, whether I still love this game after last year and all the ups and downs and mostly all the downs. Right. And um, it's amazing though, like what, a, what a new, a new face can come in and do and, and what a resurgence of a team can come in. And I think that's, what's great about training camp as you get older is these young guys keep getting younger and it keeps you young. It keeps you hungry to go out there and do more. Cause you know, you still have left, you know, you still have plays in the table to be, that'd be made out there and years to be played. And, um, I still love the game, you know, and I think that, um, I still have a lot to do. And I think Tony and, and, um, Shane were a big part of that, you know, that, 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 that saying like, look, you guys, are still some of the best players in your position. Like we just have to, we have to find a way to go out there and be more consistent than what we were last year. And a lot of that's, you know, some other stuff around us, whatever. But um, if we can do that as five, then we'll be all right. Uh, I've got a couple questions that are going to completely illuminate my naivete about a lot of things here. Okay. Right. First is this: as a center, do you snap the ball differently to different? Qu- Does the way that you snap the ball vary from depending on who you're snapping it to? No. Same Not- each way. Okay, so it, or like, in, it, it does anything change in terms of the guy that is taking the snap? In terms of your approach, anything that you need to know about that player? I mean, as far as um, not as far as snapping the ball, but as far as like communication wise goes, yeah. Like when you go from 
you know, Matt Ryan to Nick Foles to Sam Ellinger, like, they're all different. You know what I mean? So they all have their own little quirks. But um, as far as like just getting the ball to them, now it's all set. Okay. Then lastly, the guys that are alongside you. Mm-hmm. How long does it take to understand their tendencies, learn them? Because that is such a critical part of an offensive line. Yeah, it's huge. I think that um, it takes longer than people think. I think in a, in a results-driven business where in today's world, like, no one has patience to get things going uh, or like, give it time to develop, it's tough. But um, at the same time, I think, you know, it takes a little bit to figure out, like, you know, receiver gets hurt, guys can go plug in there, right, and you're running around. Like, offensive line goes like, – you know, you five all have to be on the same page. Right. You know, it's, it takes a lot longer for one person to step in or if you have different rotations. Um, it's not just a plug-and-play business in that regard. So I think that there, it does take time. It takes a long time, and it's also getting to know each other off the field, which is I think it's the best part about training camp is also just getting to learn guys and having that, you know, that camaraderie outside of the game. So Get your juice boxes together, watch some movies, have some fun, right? Yeah. My rookie year, we sang, uh, we tried to sing American Pie. We learned every word to American Pie, which is like, the hardest song to learn, by the way. And then we, uh, our, our song of the training camp was uh, Africa by Toto. We played it every, oh, every day before. Classic. I always thought it was camp. I Missed the Rains. I can't believe it's I Blessed the Rains. I never would have known. I know. I never got it right. But yeah. we, we played it every day before uh, before practice, and I swear I like, still <laughs> can hear that like going out, walking to Anderson, hearing that song. So, Ryan, good luck. Uh, good luck to Emma as well. My, my wife and I are fortunate to have two young kids, and we've talked about your story and, and can't even imagine what you've gone through. So rooting for her, and, and if there's anybody out there that deserves a smooth uh, pregnancy and delivery, <laughs> it's certainly her. So good Thanks. luck with everything on the field and certainly off the field as well. Thanks, guys. That's Ryan Kelly right there Colts center again the question oh a little Africa Ryan they've got a little Africa from our producer Mark Mark Dykton thank you to Ryan as we speak whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you